Hello, welcome back to Bone Talk. I am your host, Felicia. Today, if you are young and you are married, this is the episode for you. So stick around. We'll be right back. So today we have some very special guests here. I'm so excited to introduce to you all my daughter and son-in-law, Zola and Desmond. Hi, guys. Hey, y'all. Uh, I forgot to tell y'all, I actually have my husband in here, too. So this is going to be really interesting. Chris? Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? So y'all know I always like to start every podcast with a scripture. So today our scripture is coming out of Matthew chapter 19, Verse four through six, haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. I think that is so profound. And, you know, we know uh, Chris, as you know, we've been married for some time now that that could be kind of challenging. So we know how we overcame. But today we don't really want to talk about how we overcame. We want to talk to these young people in here that's been married for how long? Um, Six years, but eight years total together. OK, so one of the questions I want to um, ask you guys today is first off, we want to focus on uh, we want to focus on how do you survive? Um, before we get to them, I want my husband to share what was the most challenging thing that we've experienced and, and how did he survive it? Uh, I think the, the most challenging part was basically us being being young and and feeling more independent and and not being together, not just together, but just individually thinking instead of thinking as one. And, and for me, I believe it was just having God and always in the center of our relationship even though I, I I can honestly say I didn't know him the way then the, the way I know him now, but he was still a very intricate part of my life and um, having you know having parents and, and and different people in our lives that was praying for us and ministering to us and counseling us. I think that really helped us along the way as well. But today we want to talk to Zola and Desmond so that we can help some other couples like their age um, uh, know how they face their challenges. So the first question I have for you guys today is. What has been the greatest challenge you have faced? Probably uh, getting on the same page and working to, you know, like a goal together. When you say a goal together, you mean for us, like, you know, having different outlooks on uh, how y'all future looked and which y'all, the goals y'all want to set for yourselves as a couple, not just as a couple, but, you know, even for us being as, a, as parents. Yeah, I would think that's, well, that's my greatest challenge is trying to be a better parent every day. So something that can kind of interfere with our relationship because sometimes we parent different. Like, for an example, I'm a little bit um, a little bit more soft on Landon, and he's like, oh, he's a boy type thing, you know, not, you know. Right. You just parent different. So sometimes that could. It could cause conflict. Conflict a little bit. But right. we eventually sit down and come together and come up with a solution. To a one-accord. A one-accord so solution, yeah, for as it comes to Landon. Do you find that her being soft sometimes has been uh, frustrating for you, Desmond? It's 
it's in different areas because sometimes she's softer than me in certain areas, and, and I'm softer than her in certain areas. Yeah, I, I understand that. I could say it was the same way between Chris and I as well. He was always the the friend, and I was probably more the disciplinary in in in, in the marriage. Uh, I don't um, know about that. <laughs> well, yeah, and then no because that was the disciplinary. Mom would be more like, "Don't you want my babies?" type thing. So, you know, but when it comes to like. Doing stuff we're not supposed to do, like water gun fights in the house. <laughs> yeah, that was that. So right, yeah. So yeah. and mom was like, "No, we're not doing water gun fights." So it was like, you know, I think, I think, yeah, and I think even being older now, I, I find that I have, I still let y'all get away, whatever. Yes, yeah, I, I do. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not even gonna yeah. sit here and say I don't because I do. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, Chris, what is your take on on that? Like. You know, just hearing what they both had to say about their challenges so far. Like, you have anything that you can offer them or far as things that you may feel that we've experienced? Um, well, parenting is one thing. Relationships relationships can also be a, a different scenario because each person is different. So you got to kind of uh, find ways to blend the family as well as, you know, you got in-laws as well. You got to kind of work through that. So. Mm-hmm. Marriage can definitely be a challenge um, because we're talking about two individuals that live separate lives uh, joining together to be one. Yeah. Um. Not to cut you off, but surprisingly, to say we come from two different families, we have a lot in common. A lot. A lot in common. Yeah. So that's a, a plus. We was raised um, the same in a lot of aspects. So that's that cool. Was cool. That's, that's yeah. always helpful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So, yeah, we have pretty much the same values. Honestly, you had, to go back to that question, what is our greatest, greatest challenge in this marriage? Um, surprisingly, when his father got sick and passed away, I thought that was going to be a great challenge that we would have to face. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what out to expect. I didn't, you know, I talked to myself and I was like, well, if he pulls himself from me or if he reacts in certain ways, like angry or whatever, I have to be very understanding. Understanding, mm-hmm. and usually in my younger days, like when we first got together, I probably wouldn't have been as understanding. But right. being that I bonded with his dad and have a relationship with both his parents, I'm more understanding now. And then surprisingly, I felt like we came together closer um, during this. But it was a, it was. I thought it was going to be a challenge, but surprisingly, it hasn't been. And we just, I just been here for him as much as possible as I could be, you know, to comfort him. Right. Um, I totally get that because I think sometimes, uh, unfortunately, grief can sometimes either it could bring you closer together. And sometimes, unfortunately, it could it could, you know, it could cause wedges between people Mm -hmm. and distance between people. But I'm glad that um, you guys are both strong enough in your faith where, you know, you God worked on you and showed you who you had to be to him in that moment where um, in that time where what he needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. And he was able to be that person. So we talk about challenges, but let's talk about what do y'all find the most rewarding aspect of marriage? Um, just how much fun we have together. And just um, we're just the best of friends. So we kind of have fun all the time. We're always goofy. We're always laughing. We're always doing something to have fun. We don't try to please nobody else. So it's just basically we enjoy ourselves really as a couple and just as a family doing stuff for landing, doing stuff for ourselves. Like we just, we have a great time. Like we just clown and have fun at home. Really? Uh, yep. Y'all definitely uh, four wheeler. <laughs> uh, 
I'm on Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> We're two peas in the pod, literally. And that's the good thing about when you go through challenges, I think. Um, and when you when you're able to overcome those challenges, you know, it makes the rewards in marriage, those things that you can celebrate that much more enjoyable, you know, because you know, like I overcame that, we overcame that. And you know that sometimes when you when you're faced with challenges, sometimes you think like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can get through this. And when you get through this, you start to realize what you're really made out of. Right. Yeah. And you start to realize like, you know, hey, this person really loves me and I really love this person that enough to where we can press through anything. And then, and then you start seeing that no matter what, how bad things get, you know, we got this because right. we were purpose for each other, you know, and it's coming to that realization and knowing that who you are. In Christ, you know, it comes it, to me, it always comes. We all come back to that, you know, and just keeping God first in everything that you do. Yeah. So in facing the challenges, what was your go to for comfort or strength? Like, what was it that helped you navigate through those challenges that kept you from coming to that breaking point? Just having um, God fearing parents that pray for us all the time. That's, um Good counselors to us as well. That's not biased. They're not going to take her for me just because I'm their daughter or just take her for this just because, you know, they see what it is and, you know, they tell us what it is. You know, it's real. And they just great. They, my mom, she's a great, great help to my marriage. And I'm not going to lie, just life itself. So she gives great examples um, she prays for us. She prays for my husband, not only just us, but his family as well. So having good, strong parents praying behind you is everything, whether you believe it or not, that's everything. And I couldn't ask for nothing better. So they helped me tremendously a lot through a lot of stuff. I was at my breaking point a lot and they helped me get through it. So I just pray sometimes and take time to myself and just, Collect my thoughts or whatever. So just just to kind of help out a little bit, um, you say like you you would take time for yourself and meditate because I know Chris, that was something that you would do a lot. You would kind of just shut down a little bit and you might go take your ride or something like that. Yeah, sometimes it's it's best to not stay in an argument. It's it's probably the most important thing is to not say or do something you're gonna regret. So if you can have your peace and that's separating from the situation at the time, uh, it's it's best to find some some place for, I guess, quietness and peace so you can gain your composure and then come back with a clear head and talk about the the disagreement or whatever it may be that caused you guys to get to a place where you weren't comfortable. I think I think for me, I think learning to examine yourself is very important. Because sometimes when we don't examine ourselves, we don't acknowledge our fault or our, our wrong in the matter. So I think that's one thing. And and knowing for, for every season, you know, for every, you know, like the word of God says, and if, I think it's in uh, Ecclesiastes, there's a time and uh, season for everything, you know. So we have to know when to be serious, when to play, when to laugh, when to cry. And it's like knowing when when a time to to go sit and be still by yourself and when to come back to your spouse and say, let's talk about it. Because y'all both in a good headspace, right? Yeah. But actually, I think we're still kind of learning that part. Yeah. And it's good that you could acknowledge that and yeah. admit that. Because, I mean, I wouldn't say so much of him, but I'm still learning how mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I'm more the one to just walk away first. So a scripture that I like, um, and I think we're all familiar, is First Corinthians chapter 13. 
uh, verses 4 through 8 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always perseveres. So with that scripture, I think it teaches us how we should be towards one another. We should be patient. We should be kind. We can't be jealous of each other. You know, we can't be walking around being all pride and boastful. You know, we can't keep throwing up in each other's face what you did wrong last year. You know what I'm saying? And I think with that scripture, I think it's a good one that we can always examine ourselves within a marriage, within even not just in a marriage, but just with people that we love and and just with people that we love, you know, um, period. What do y'all think about that? Um, I guess mine, mine would be uh, I have a, <laughs> a problem while it's accusing him of things. And if he's not doing anything, I know that's not of God to be always uh, saying he's doing this and that when he's really not so accused of the brother, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I think I think I know I've been guilty of that myself. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know for a fact that he's not. So it's just a little something I have to work with. The devil be busy sometimes, but I know I can well, overcome that. So. And I think it's good because everyone has to acknowledge where their faults lie at. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because if you don't acknowledge it, how can you work on it? And how can exactly. you overcome it and become a better individual? And I guess for me, the uh, patience, having patience with her and just with us having patience together on growing and being where we want to get to in our future. That is. That's hard, especially when it comes to like the all the things that go at marriage, you know, Buying homes, buying vehicles, you know, different jobs and everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 sometimes it's hard to be on one accord with those things, but it's so important to be on one accord with those things because the enemy will use any situation, come in several divisions between the, uh, a married couple. So you have to be, um, for one, you have to always be prayed up. And it's, and, and I think a, a plus would be praying together. Mm. Studying the word of God together, you know, going to church together, fellowshipping together, you know, those things I think keeps, you know, help keep you stronger, especially as the scripture, I think in, in Corinthians, you know, when we are weak, God makes us strong. So it's like when we are weak, that word of God will make us strong and will give us the strength we need to endure through whatever that circumstance would be. Mm. I believe that even in the worst thing that can happen in a marriage. It could be adultery or anything. I'm not giving anyone permission to go out there and do that. But I feel like if you have that foundation with God, you can overcome even that. But you have to want to. You have to have the desire mm-hmm. of righteousness on the inside of you to want to do what is just and right. And not in your eyes, not through your flesh, but in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Can y'all agree with me on that? Yeah. Most definitely. Come on, I just said a lot, and y'all don't have the only thing y'all can say. I'm is, saying uh-huh. stuff all the time. That's him. I'm home. still recording. I'm still recording. We're gonna record. We're gonna be real, and we're gonna be raw with this. Cause my husband's standing back here, and he just rubbing his stomach. I know the meal I cooked today was good, but he just back there rubbing his stomach. And I need y'all to, I need y'all to talk to the people because the people need something that's gonna help them. They don't need someone that's gonna get on here and be afraid to talk. They need y'all to, to be raw and real with them. Speak your truth. Yeah, what is speak your the truth? Because, you know, my husband's mad. He speak his truth and he says all kind of things. So go ahead and speak your truth on here. Let's say everything, how we feel. For instance. <laughs> for instance, uh, the question is, what? how would each of you react if there's a person of the opposite sex shows way more interest in one of you, but the one that it's showing interest to 
the spouse is seeing the overly averted advances. How do how do you feel you should handle that in a public setting? <laughs> Honestly, to be honest, uh, <laughs> I probably would take that out on him, even if it's the other person. I'm so it's it's probably not good, but um, when it comes to my husband, I'm very 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 jealous. That's just what it is. I've been that way since I got with him. Been that way since I fell in love with him. Probably gonna be that way till I die. But which is that's not good though for me to take it out on him. But um, and the reason why I say that is because my husband's very. He doesn't know how to tell somebody, "Hey, you overstepping your boundaries" or something. I'm the mean person. I'm always the one stepping up, but like, "Hey, you doing too much" type thing. And he just sits back and kind of like. Don't say yeah. nothing. So that's what caused the friction because I'm like, why didn't you tell them like that they doing too much or overstepping their boundaries or type stuff? But he comes off as he's not as aggressive as me. So yeah, I probably would have handled that. <laughs> I, I've, I think I've been there before too because I feel like um, when you love someone, you have to you have to consider their feelings and how that yeah. how that affects the person <clears throat> that you love. Right? Mm-hmm. For instance, like to me. Is just as disrespectful, you know. If the woman that's say flirting with my husband, mm-hmm. and if my husband allows it or entertains it, to right. me that's more disrespectful than the mm-hmm. woman that's actually doing the act because you're telling her with, with not correcting it, right? Exactly. You're telling her that this is okay. Mm-hmm. So I I completely understand how you feel concerning that. Now, does it make a make it right for us to respond in public? No, it doesn't. I feel like that's something you should address when you get home. Uh, sometimes addressing when you get home, a person, let's go back to examining ourselves. They, I don't know if my husband's going to admit this truth or not, but there's been times where he didn't see the wrong in his not addressing it or not correcting it, you know? And for me as a, as a female, as being your wife, to me, that's an insult to me because it's like saying, I don't respect you enough to correct another person disrespecting you. Yeah. Cause when it's me and somebody, if a man come try to, <laughs> talk to me or have a conversation I'm automatically shutting it down so I feel like it should be the same way and I'm a little less subtle when it comes to stuff like that I'm I'm more of like you can look but don't touch type deal I know my wife pretty so you're gonna have people that look so I mean the disrespect comes with putting your hands on or something like that so, so the I guess the the bigger part of this is we're just trying to open the window of kind of seeing all sides of the phantom. For instance, myself, I'm a big conversator, so I can talk to a man or a woman, and it's a conversation. I have no intentions on any other thing but having a conversation. And some people may have different motives, but you may not know that, you know, up front if you're just having a conversation with a person in a public place with no intentions of anything else but a conversation. I feel when it comes to that, I feel like God gives us all a measure of discernment. And I feel being men and women of God, we have to be able to discern uh, when someone's being inappropriate with us. I think sometimes we just don't want to acknowledge it because Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes our flesh is activated and and our flesh is enjoying the attention. And we don't correct the matter because we're in our flesh and not allowing the Holy Spirit to speak loud enough. Right. Now, you said inappropriate. That's Mm -hmm. a different that's a different adjective. Now, we're talking conversation and inappropriate conversation that's two different things and yes i would agree with you if it's inappropriate but a conversation can be a simple conversation and not be inappropriate by no means 
But sometimes being a female, being a woman, this is this is a conversation my, my husband and I have had plenty of times. So uh, it's not going to turn into a debate because, like I said, this is a conversation we had plenty of times. And I'm very firm in how I feel about something, being that I am a woman and I know what women do. I know when women sin, I know a subtle touch. I know what all that those different little things mean. And if I'm your wife and I'm that woman that you married and said I do to and became one with, you should trust me enough when I come to you and say that was inappropriate. So we have to get out of ourselves sometimes and uh, step outside of our ego sometimes and acknowledge that sometimes we're just not right about something. Sometimes we are wrong in how we handle a thing. And, uh, and I and I want everyone that's listening to understand it's not a, it's not even a jealousy thing and it's never been a jealousy thing with me. It's a respect thing because if I'm give it to you, I expect it back in return. Because I wasn't always fifty two years old. I was a young woman at one time, and they had a couple of men out there that thought I was attractive uh, that tried to approach me in different ways. And I'm very quick to shut it down. I'm very quick to acknowledge my husband and let them know that I'm married. Flash the ring or whatever, you know, to let them know that. Don't even don't even try that with me because uh, we all familiar with Facebook Messenger. You know, I don't even acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, my profile says I'm married. So it's like you have to know where the boundaries are. It's like you it's like, you know, you see the enemy creeping. You have to be so many steps ahead of him and stop Mm -hmm. him in his tracks, because if you allow the slightest crack, he's coming in. So and one thing. You should never, as a man and woman of God, you should never, ever want is your good will being spoken evil of. So it's like, don't put yourself in a situation where that can happen to you. Right. So we just have to be careful today, Mm y'all. We have to be careful. And, you know, this bottom line, being truthful, you know, young people, uh, young men, young women, respect your husband. Bottom line, respect your husband, respect your wives. Uh, I was taught by a pastor uh, that's no longer here. If my husband is not home, no man should enter into my house. And if, if I'm not home, my husband should let no woman into my house. Sorry, our home. And that's that's something we should practice today. A, a lot of people don't practice it because, oh, that's just my homeboy. Oh, that's just my homegirl and all these other things. But, you know, you're opening yourself up to be for your good to be evil spoken of. And that's one thing we have to exercise a little more wisdom today and know mm-hmm. the enemy is searching whom he can devour. Don't be his bait. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, especially our age, um, going back to one of the questions you asked, mm-hmm. um, what was the most rewarding assets of your marriage? Uh, I feel like just accomplishing and completing a year each year is a an accomplishment for me. Right. Because being so young and married, that's not common <laughs> in our generation it's so many divorces these days and they're so willing and so quick to give up and not even fight or try to save your marriage. And the devil's definitely busy, especially young couples like us. Like mm-hmm. try to send anyone your way to or anything to make a divorce, you know, an yeah. accomplishment in your life. But I, we, that's one thing about us. We talk about that all the time, how proud that we are of ourselves, that mm-hmm. we're still here and that how different we are from other couples, young couples, our age, because our mindset is just focused on trying to last and have goals and dreams together and accomplish those goals and um, just be successful and 
um, just all our goals and stuff is, is pretty much the same. Like in we, sync. In sync, right. First of all, we just keep God first because without him, it would not be no us, you know. And we right. just I just feel like we started off as best friends. That's another reason why we're here so long because we are. That really is like my best friend. I love that. We clown. We, you know, it's just not husband and wife. We're best friends. So we get along very great, you know. But yeah, <laughs> just lasting this long because I'm I'm actually proud of ourselves as well. Like, right. Yeah, I think a lot of young couples take it. Um, don't take it serious, like marriage and whatnot, yeah. and they just want the title. Like they, like they just want the title and the status, right. and they don't know it's a lot that goes into it. And you got to really be sure you can. This is a partner for you, not just a husband or a wife, and that y'all can actually be a team together. And like a lot of people that ask me and my wife, you know, about our marriage, they don't. We can tell them, but they don't understand everything that we went through to build us as strong as what we right. was before we was even mm-hmm. married. As as friends, if we would have never got married, we'll have still have a close friendship, a close yeah, bond, just with all the trials and tribulations we went through together in life. I love that. I love that. That friendship, building that friendship was so important, I believe, you know, because I, I, I tell everyone, like, you know, that's my best friend, even though he, you know, y'all know, y'all heard me on here <laughs> plenty of times. He gets on my nerves. Oh, my gosh. But this man, no matter how mad I am at him, y'all. Y'all heard me say it before. He could still make me laugh. And only, only your best friend is the only person that can do that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the other scripture that I left out off of Corinthians, I said verses, uh, chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Y'all, I left off I left off uh, verse 8, and it simply says, love never fails. So when you, when you really have love for one another, mm-hmm. it's not going to fail. But most important, when you have love for God and keep him at the forefront, I'm telling you, it's that... This love, y'all, it never, ever fails. And with a closing scripture, we have Corinthians 13 and 13. And now these uh, three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is what, y'all? It's love. love. So we have to keep love at the forefront. My daughter and son-in-law celebrated their uh, anniversary uh, Friday, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I remember telling them um, I wanted them to go out to dinner with each other because, I, <laughs> you know, I remember... Um, just that feeling, you know, when you have those quiet times, no kids, it's just the two of you. You remember you have that time to reminisce and just to enjoy each other's company um, and reminisce and, and remember like all those good things. You know what I'm saying? All the chaos, the job and everything else is put on hold and just let's reminisce on all the good things tonight. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom line of it is it's like God, you know, God brought you a long way and y'all have so so many more years to, to go, you know? So, um, y'all have any closing remarks y'all want to leave with everyone um, today? I want to say, uh, that's another reason why probably young couples don't make it is because they don't have God in their marriage. And one thing I could say about this and I, we grew up in church. We both grew up in church. We grew up with praying parents on both sides and we we're praying people as well. We pray with our family and my son every night, every night, and we individually say our prayers on the way to work, you know, to ourselves. So God is very, very important. Without him, <laughs> you probably won't make it. So just keep God first and keep him ahead of your marriage and keep your marriage covered always. And you just, you know, just keep God first. Amen. Any closing remarks, Desmond? No, I think she pretty much said it all. She covered it all. Yeah. That's good. Because see, y'all, they on one accord. That's what it's <laughs> all about. That's how y'all young people say that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So y'all without further ado, this will be conclude our um 
episode on Young and Married. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can bring them back again one day and they can uh, reiterate a little bit more on different things that they experienced. Um, so until next time, you guys, stay safe and stay healthy. And most importantly, stay prayed up. Amen. Woo. Woo.